Come join us as we talk about everything from agile best practices to the latest DevSecOps tools and techniques. Welcome to the Agile Reformists, presented by Matrix. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Agile Reformists. My name is Todd Sussman, and I'm a senior Agile coach here at Matrix Resources. I've held many delivery-focused roles within different types of Agile organizations, from developer and architect to QA and product owner. But I came to realize that building things the right way will only deliver localized improvements. It is through a focus on building the right thing that we unlock the power of our IT investments. Join me as I talk about the importance of dedicated product teams and the roles and responsibilities required to deliver products that will delight your customers. As I mentioned earlier, I've worked in many different types of organizations. I started my IT career in the mid to late 90s and remember the high-flying startup days where everyone from the business and IT would sit in the same room. As we developed something, the folks asking us to build it were there to see if it met their expectations. I've also worked in large organizations where there's a sort of wall or barrier between IT and our business partners. If you're wondering which side of the coin your organization falls under, ask yourself who goes to happy hour together. If IT only hangs out with IT and product managers only hang out with other product managers, well, then that is the wall. So if we all agree that it's important to knock down the walls wherever they might exist, then dedicated product teams are an important tool in our tool belt. While there might be subtle differences between implementations, there are in essence two types of product organizations. The first and most common is one that takes a project-based approach. When an organization is project-focused, management sets the roadmap, and it's almost always focused on a list of prioritized deliverables and the associated quarter or year it will be completed. Then money and resources are made available to deliver on the expectation. Looking at the roadmap, we see the intersection of all the different projects, each with their own allocation of developers and testers and project managers' times. The problem with a roadmap that is based on deliverables is you can't go a week or two without some significant change. Maybe some new opportunity came up or a late-breaking requirement for an existing project. Either way, we're forced to reshuffle the schedule and align people across several departments, and that can be tricky to say the least. While most people do not enjoy the act of recasting their roadmap, there are several other consequences at play here too. Developers and testers are moving from team to team. They never get to progress through the stages of team development. Product managers don't get the opportunity to form working relationships with their IT counterparts. If developers are moving from team to team or project to project, we rob them of the chance to develop a deep expertise that makes them a value add. The alternative is to turn them into a commodity or a resource. Even if we adopt a cadence, we'll be no closer to predictability since teams will be able to produce differently depending on the makeup or the project or the experience at that time. And it's easy to produce orphan projects. If the team or individuals are allocated to different projects as soon as the current one ends, then follow-up work and optimizations are inevitably delayed. Or worse, they never happen. And this, of course, leads to that feeling that phase two never gets prioritized. The alternative and the real purpose behind this episode is to take a product-based approach and look at dedicated product teams. In this model, the debate is not which project should move forward and when, but rather which area of the business do we want to invest in? 
how much do we want to invest? Time is spent thinking about outcomes and the intended impact on the organization. As an example, a travel company might have identified different areas of the business, such as search and results, booking and fulfillment systems, or payments. To define the appropriate investment, we start thinking about items and their objectives. How many teams will support an area? Will one team be required to support multiple areas? This is, in essence, is creating priorities for the teams to come. And with the understanding of the priorities and what the teams will be asked to work against, we go about making sure it is staffed with product managers, designers, developers, and testers. If you require other specialized roles, now would be the time to address it. One aspect that makes this approach so unique is we haven't even yet begun to talk about projects, features, or enhancements. That is completely left to the product team. They determine what they believe is going to deliver on the outcomes they've been assigned. This allows teams to be long-running and persistent. Instead of focusing energy on constantly learning a new aspect of the business, they are building a true expertise on their topic, and this in turn enables innovative solutions. That is not to say that once we create these teams, they're immutable. After all, we respond to change, and there will be times when changing business priorities necessitate adjusting team balance or modifying their objectives. People will want to grow and change areas of focus, and they should, just not every few months. When you create dedicated and persistent product teams, it is inevitable that the team productivity will go up as they gain experience. Quality improves because of the relationship between people, not to mention the sense of ownership and expertise that is acquired. But that's peanuts compared to the business results you can achieve. By ensuring focus, you get better work product, constant innovation, and rapid demonstrable improvements to the product. If you've already started your agile journey, then the idea of a persistent and cross-functional team is not new. In Scrum, the roles are easy to articulate. Scrum master, delivery team, product owner. And as a team, they're responsible for all the activities required to get their stories to done. Product teams tend to be larger and more encompassing and not so clear cut. Responsibilities include things like identifying new opportunities, defining what to build and interfacing with the development teams, marketing activities, as well as tracking progress against defined outcomes. In a small organization or business unit, this could be a person or two. In a larger, more complex environment, these might be dedicated roles like product analyst or marketing specialist. But in the end, these are all critical activities when you think about the complete product experience. And you should design your teams to support your goals for that experience. For your product team, think beyond the product manager. Do you need user experience research or simply UI design? What about someone responsible for market trends and user journeys? Who will coordinate launch plans to coincide with the rhythm of the market? Setting up dedicated product teams does not come without risk, but embracing cross-functional and persistent teams follows best principles, requires minimal effort, and serves as an enormous risk reduction. So if you or your company are interested in learning more about building product organizations, please reach out to me or any of my colleagues here at Matrix Resources.